And so it begins. The whole of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive on a space station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stalker. He's totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Valerie drama queen. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. Where I have been, damn it. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. And we know that IKEA survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was pretty. I'm dead, Robbie. Jack Ripper knew it was there. Go on. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. Hi, man. Unfortunately, Heidi and Beth couldn't be with us this week, um, but we are pleased to be joined once again by return visitor, Lori. Hi, Lori. Hey, guys. Hey. I guess Carl was, I guess Carl was, is at the transfer point on IO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is, but he has given me all of his, uh, newbie feedback, so, uh, his, uh, newbie comments will have to stand in a little bit for, uh, the newbies, uh, this week. Okay. Uh, so cool. we're not quite newbie less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so let's hope this episode records. If it's not, you'll never hear this, so, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so we have more luck. Do it again next week with Hardy and Beth anyway. And, yeah. <laughs> so, today we are here to discuss episode 12 of season 5, The Ragged Edge. But first, an ISN special report. This is an ISN news update. We join you from the Drazi homeworld for continuing coverage of the attacks on Alliance member vessels. After discovering yesterday that a possible survivor may be here on the Drazi homeworld, we learned that Head of Covert Operations Michael Garibaldi had arrived on the planet. The Perez Hilton News Network reported that Michael Garibaldi was seen with a bottle of whiskey and appeared to be stumbling on the balcony of his room. Why is Garibaldi on the Drazi homeworld, and has an old demon been resurfacing? We'll update you as we uncover more. This has been an ISN News Update. This is an imaginary podcast, which may never have happened. The Shortbox Showcase. But then again may have. About a father and daughter. I'm Professor Allen. And I'm Emily. Who came from Ohio and talked about comics. Walking Dead. Tintin. Black Lightning. White Tiger. It tells of their rise to glory, when the great guests were yet to be booked. Let's put it this way, Shogun Warriors wasn't going to win any Eisners. And the great feats of editing not yet performed. This is Ultra 7, this is Ultraman Jack, and this is Ultraman Taro, and this is Ultraman Leo, and this Ultra- Of how they spoke at length. This continuity is really the brainchild of nitpicking nerds the world over. But to be fair, the best kind of confession is the Force Confession. And reviewed in brief tales that explore creatively the bounds of a given character's history. Red Sun is wonderful with a very strange ending. Of brilliant creators before their fall from grace. This is the era where Miller is at the height of his creative and artistic powers. And the ability of strong writing to encapsulate and transcend its time. Flash of Two Earths by Gardner Fox. This is an imaginary podcast. Aren't they all? 
Short Box Showcase is part of the Relatively Geeky family of podcasts. Check us out on the web at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search in iTunes for Relatively Geeky or Short Box Showcase. And remember, we're not experts. We're just family. The Ragged Edge originally aired April 8th. Um, both in 1998. I wrote down 2016. <laughs> it was in 98, I believe. It was directed. Oh, it might have somewhere this year. We probably, <laughs> probably somewhere in the world. If nowhere else, maybe someone's, you know, DVD player. <laughs> it was directed by John Copeland, who last directed Endgame, which I think was the one where Sheridan won the Civil War. Sheridan's oh, that forces. was the one. Actually, I think that was the last one I guessed it on. Okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And it was written by JMS. Mm. Well, some of these notes were done last night after I got back from a party, so <laughs> there are some drunken uh, scribbles. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's all right. I, you're, you're doing it from Garibaldi's point of view. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So if I fall asleep during the middle it. of this, <laughs> I think I did zone out for like a really long time while I was doing notes. But, um. You're, you're just getting into the character. <laughs> That's my oh. method. Yeah, um, method acting. Method uh, podcasting. <laughs> so we started the episode with Sheridan signing some treaties before a council meeting. But when he gets to the meeting, nobody's there. Uh, they're, the races are boycotting until the Alliance can protect them from these attacks. And Sheridan and Delin realize they need a break. They need to find a witness. Yeah, it always bugs me when I see them always using all the paper-like copies of things everywhere, you know, because I'm like, they wouldn't have had paper. Though Though Carl made the argument that the paper is, like, much better prop to use on television than if they just had the tablets. Like, of course, they do on Star Trek. Of course, they don't have paper on Star Trek. But that it's just not not as, you know, I don't know. It's not as interesting as a prop. So um, I know it's okay with paper. Yeah, we also seen how they recycle the paper on B5. Right, the newspapers, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they must have place, the same yeah. technology for the rest of the paperwork they have. Right. And I guess he's also important, so he, since they're actually important documents, maybe they're just certain very important documents, they actually do paper copies of. So I can kind of use it that way. I, um, I was disappointed that the corners weren't cut, like on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so why are they cutting the corners on the paper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a running joke. I think it started in the pilot because they had to cut corners just to get the show made because uh, that much of a budget. It, became a, it became a huge aesthetic thing with the show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Most yeah, things ended that. up having their corner cut. Okay. So yeah. out, it does make prop, though. Yeah. It was nice. It was a lot of color in the paper. It seems like they used a lot of ink on those pages, <laughs> like in the treaties. Yeah, they had that kind of old-fashioned look. Yeah. So over in space, we see Red Star 9 under attack, and the pilot escapes in a life pod. So maybe that's their break. So did you notice the ships that were flying? They had kind of like, I was thinking they had kind of like a firefly kind of look to them. Have we seen those ships before? Hmm. I think uh, Carl's very into the space battles, and he very much focuses on the ships. And he thought they were new. He didn't recognize them. The thing he noticed was that... Something about something orange. What are my notes yeah, on orange? Yeah, the back part um, of them was kind of glowing. It made me think of a firefly. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that was. Well, it. even oh, when you oh, get the weapon to the dome. discharge was orange. Oh, That's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you still the Drazi ships kind of have that orange glow to the engines anyway. Even the uh, dolphin shaped ship we see later. Oh, and then we saw all of the jump gates. Um, so we're kind of questioning what that meant. Uh, that it meant that they were large. They were ships that could make their own jump. Their their own jumps, so they had to be fairly sophisticated. I don't know. Yeah. There were a bunch of jump gates that you could see in the background. Yeah. Um, Londo and Jakar are back on B5. Londo kind of likes being anywhere other than Centauri Prime these days. Um, and they joke about whether Londo is meant to be happy or Jakar does <laughs> and talk about his soul. And this is when they start to notice people staring at Jakar and then Londo you know, jokes about that. He's yeah, that was a good scene. We were both very happy to for them to be like back on the station. And, yeah, they're they're always entertaining, no matter what they're talking about. Is this like right gonna... after they saved Natoth, or, or is this how much time has passed? I wonder. Um, I don't, I don't remember them saying how. Much no, time they passed. they do. They say it's been a month. Okay. okay. Yeah, so they've been gone a month. Toth has gone back to um. Uh, Narn. So we're hiding Elizabeth, um, uh, happy about that, like, degree of continuity that they actually did address what had happened to her. Uh, yeah, they, um, at, were at least happy to see her, but they wanted to see more of her. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. She may come back. Um, so Zach waits up Garibaldi. Like, <laughs> I would, like, cover up my TV screen when I'm sleeping, probably. <laughs> so people can't <laughs> pop up and watch me sleep. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Guess Garibaldi missed a meeting, and now he's got a meeting with Dylan and Sheridan in 30 minutes. He's been hitting that bottle. Oh, yeah. Oh. You only see one bottle in the first scene, and then it's two at the end scene. Uh, I'm always betting next time we see Garibaldi, there'll be three bottles and four bottles. They <laughs> <laughs> just keep lining up along the... Yeah, I mean, it was good continuity, and I guess, it certainly, I guess, makes sense that Vester would have just totally, I don't know, messed with his head so much that it kind of threw him off. Um, though we haven't heard anything about Lease, correct? They just kind of have dropped that at the moment last time, yeah, yeah last mission. time we heard yeah, anything yeah Carl was wondering he was like well what happened to you know his girlfriend or whatever cause yeah so yeah they just briefly mentioned her I think in Day of the Dead maybe or some episode yeah yeah I was gonna say it's then really so yeah apparently some Drazi found some wreckage and they realized that there was a life pod missing wreckage from that attack earlier um I think it was a human, uh, the Sheridan and them think it was a human smuggling illegal goods to the Drazi, so they need to find this guy. And Garibaldi knows a guy, so he's gonna go look into it. But he doesn't want Franklin to come. He kinda says no to the <laughs> idea of Franklin coming. Yeah, so I guess that was because he thought that Franklin would be able to tell that he'd been drinking again. Yeah, that was that what was, Carl yeah. thought, and I, I don't know, that was my best guess too. Yeah, I think that's it. But why was Franklin going in the first? Why did Sheridan want Franklin to go? Maybe yeah. to help the guy, or I don't know. There wasn't a medical emergency. I mean, he's not. I I guess if Marcus here was still around, like Marcus would have been, you know. But and so now there is no Marcus. You're not going to send Zach. Can't I guess they don't? They don't have any other human rangers there. I guess a human ranger would 
the next best choice, but yeah. obviously a little bit of a plot device there. Yeah, like yeah. my contract says I need to be in this many more episodes, and I've been right, missing right. most of the season. Um, yeah, and to, yeah, bring up the whole thing with well, then Franklin wants to make sure he's good with Garibaldi because he's getting ready to leave and take the other job and all that. Yeah, but so a little forced. Yeah, everybody's bowing to Jakar and through the hallways, but we see Talon waiting for Jakar outside of his quarters. Yay! I like I like Talon. Yeah, yeah I've always liked Talon. Yeah, you all you all talked about the the sword, his um. The, uh, the the katana. Have you all talked about that before? Oh, yeah. I think we must have done when he first appeared. Yeah, that that actually belongs to the actor, and the actor wanted to incorporate that prop into his part. Yeah, yes. uh, I remember talking uh, with um, I think it was Yan or about that. Yeah, because um, I think he got to talk actually see the um, katana himself. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. At a convention, yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. And it's only been, uh, yeah, this one he said it's been a month. Jakar's only been gone a month, and they just figure he, you know, been taken prisoner by the Centauri. So they got his book and made a few copies, and then made some more copies, and <laughs> made some more copies. And now Jakar's a religious icon. This <laughs> book's going yeah, to and when they say, Jakar. and when they say sent it to the printers, they actually mean people who do the printing work because remember it's got to be copied out by hand uh, really? yeah well I don't know unless they have scanning technology I was assuming uh, that they would they could you yeah, know, scan they, the handwritten they... copy so yeah he's uh, didn't, it only took a month for him to become a religious icon does it work that way <laughs> how long was it before I don't know Jesus or Muhammad <laughs> yeah it seems pretty fast yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess there are people pretty downtrodden, so they're looking for... Though, though Carl did guess it must have been the Book of Jakar. Like, at first I was like, okay, quick, guess, guess, why is everyone bowing to Jakar? And then as soon as they mention the book, or right right before they mention it's guessing that. So I would imagine Heidi and Elizabeth guessed as well. So Garibaldi's leaving and Franklin stops and listening, are we okay? Are we cool? <laughs> are we cool? And Garibaldi gives excuses and... But Franklin, you know, says if you ever have anything you want to talk about, I'm here. I think I've asked. I used to ask my friends that a lot when they were acting weird. Like, are we cool? Is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he is acting pretty strangely. And so. it was usually Ooh. drugs making them act weird. So that's, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and yeah, that's why Garibaldi's acting weird. <laughs> the alcohol kind of drug. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll do it. Oh, I mean, I'm skipping forward a little bit. Because yeah. I, I, I kind of forgotten what, the whole thing of uh, the job opportunity, but I, I thought the whole thing uh, frankly was agonising about when he got the call from Earth. Oh dear, I've got re- results of uh, Garibaldi's drinking. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking result. that yeah, that somehow he had found out through you know some other channels that Garibaldi was drinking again. Yeah, I guess I was thinking he just wanted to make sure that Garibaldi was okay or that... Yeah, I mean, also because of all the stuff with Bester. I mean, even if he didn't know that he was drinking, he knows that he's probably not completely stable. No, I mean... Yeah. One of the main reasons Garibaldi is drinking is because he's not talking to anyone about what Bester's done to him. Right, because people don't talk on 
TV shows to other to each other and Most discuss their the problems. Yeah, or not all. Battle of Five is usually better than this. Yeah, yeah. Though I think it probably is consistent with his character. Oh. Like if Sinclair was still there, you know, be, uh, he might have talked with Sinclair. But he, he's never obviously been that close to Sheridan. He doesn't yeah. know Lockley. Marcus is gone. All the people that he might have talked to are gone, except for Franklin, really. And I think he doesn't want to talk to Franklin about this because of how he kind of talked to Franklin before about Franklin's problem. It's kind of... It, I, I'm, I'm a hypocrite if I bring this up with Franklin now. That's yeah, probably what yeah. he's going through his head. Um, and after you you mentioned uh, Sinclair, I mean, I wonder whether anybody actually told him what happened to Sinclair. Um, because the last thing he knew yeah, was he know. got a message. He just got a message from Sinclair saying, "I'm going to Babylon Four. I'm not going to be able to come back." Yeah, I think as far as he knows, he just disappeared. Or yeah, so yeah, told him yeah. like off camera. Yeah, but even then, you know, he's still gone, regardless. Well, in a way, it's worse. It's oh, yeah. my friend's not just been dead; he's been dead for a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yes. I don't. I didn't really have trouble with that. Um, uh, I thought I thought it was consistent with Garibaldi's personality. So down in the Zocalo, have we seen the Zocalo recently? <laughs> I don't think we've seen the sign uh, recently, at least. Really? No. People are following Jakar, and Londo kind of makes fun of him and talk about the council meeting being postponed. Yeah, it was funny the uh, the way he was handling the book, Jaquan, Londo was. Yeah, yeah, that that was good. Yeah, I do have a quote related to that. Some was the one quote I got. At least I think it was somewhere along there. And Garibaldi arrives at his destination. (laughs) I see a Drazi getting a little sick on the flight in. A little visual humor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny. Oh, and there was something there that, that, that the, like, the guy or one of the Drazi, I think, had a newspaper and he gets bumped or there was something with the newspaper that Carl noticed and he was saying that, yeah, like, that worked better. That scene worked better because he actually had a newspaper that it wouldn't have really worked if he'd just been, like, holding the tablet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really works because Garibald was- He's stuck in the middle of um, two kind of two of the worst kind of passengers to be on any sort of public transport with, you know. Yeah, someone getting sick and someone reading the newspaper. Over ostentatiously, you know, taking up right. all the reading. Right, know? right, right. Like they're taking up the whole the whole airplane like aisle or something. Yeah. So Garibaldi gets to his room and he gets a good look at the um Drazi homeworld. And this is one of those times that makes me wish they would, you know, remaster this for Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, they'd have to completely redo all the shots, that's what I heard. Basically yeah. that, you know, they they're just not poss they can't the way they were done, it's yeah. not possible just to update the graphics, you'd have to completely redo them. Yeah, that's what I mean, just redo, because this was supposed, you could tell by the music and everything, this was supposed to be an impressive shot, but it was just stretched out, you know. Yeah, it was distorted, really. Um, I mean, it was, it's different enough from the other um, alien worlds we've seen. This kind of draws more on uh, a bit of Roman architecture and then a, a, a kind of not quite... 
Yeah, and I mean, the whole thing about the really narrow streets so that, you know, invaders couldn't march. And I think, I mean, like, Venice is like that. And I some other city as well, like some European city that, I mean, that's like the idea is that pirates or invaders or whoever, you know, would get lost in the city and they certainly couldn't march, like, in, like, troops in, in terms of preventing invasion. Um mm. Yeah, there's a few nice touches here. So Garibaldi meets his contact, Tafik. Saw the actor was, um, he was only young and restless for like 13 years or something like that. Huh. Um, it's a little familiar. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, I think by then I had long since stopped watching Young and the Restless. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I watched just... a really, really long time ago, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I only watched it because my mom would have it on, so. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was. Wait, maybe too. I did see it then. Maybe I was watching it then when he was on. Yeah, we would have overlapped a little bit. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they think the pilot has gone into hiding. He wants to get off the planet, but getting off is going to be hard, but they're going to meet the guy later. He knows where the balcony is and blah, blah, blah. The pilot does. All right, so so belatedly, um, Heidi and Elizabeth, when you all like send in your feedback for this episode, um, if you do, uh, so did you all think immediately that the old friend was either a going to betray him or b get killed? So Carl at first thought he's going to betray him, but then as soon as he got drunk, then he realized, oh yeah, well then he's dead because any character who like gets drunk like that is certainly get killed. So <laughs> be curious to see what they thought. So there's a show that debuted on Netflix a couple of days ago. You've probably all been hearing about it a lot. There's one character that shows up in the first scene, and I immediately knew that he was going to die <laughs> as soon as you see him. And uh, what, um, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably I'm trying not to spoil it too much, but yeah, I kind of yeah. I've I've only watched up through episode. Oh, I don't know. Three or four, okay. I think. So that you know oh, who yeah. I'm just talking about. Yeah. One, I've just watched episode one because I'm trying to be good with the Defenders podcast this time round. Okay. Trying yeah, to I'm... watch it on their release schedule. Yeah, I was wondering. I was looking. I'm like, Claire, where's the episode? I'm already looking forward to the episodes, but. Yeah, normally yeah. I'm with the Defenders podcast, and then I get behind after the episode that I'm on, but this time I'm going to try to watch the whole thing, <laughs> like, as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought last time my plan was, my plan last time with Jessica Jones was, sorry, not Jessica Jones, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil Season 2 was, watch four, catch up on Avengers, watch four. Didn't work out that way. <laughs> watch four, you want to watch them all. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to binge because the way I already their shows. Know they're, when, they're written to be binged, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, the only time I've binged one show during the first weekend was Stranger Things. It usually takes me a while to get through, but that one I was finished Oh, that Sunday. was really good. <laughs> I need to finish it because I didn't have internet for a couple of weeks, which means I still have to finish it. <laughs> And we right. are not being played by Netflix to, <laughs> to promote their shows. We should be. Because uh, no? when Sensei yeah, really. comes out, I already uh, said that I'm going to do what Claire does, just spend the entire day like <laughs> binging through it you know, that one time. Uh, you're oh, not going, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll guess on your show, but I'm definitely going to be binging Sensei. Right, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will too. I tried to hold off last season, and that was <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing that this season too. So yeah, so <laughs> <All right. laughs> back to the episode. This has been your Netflix minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is where Franklin gets a message from Earth Dome, something important while he was eating. So he's going to go to his quarters to take it. Oh, I missed that. So that's when he gets the call from the doctor on Earth. Okay, I didn't. I yeah. Um, okay. Doctor Benjamin Kyle. Yeah, you don't find out until later, but yeah, it's Benjamin Kyle, that guy who he only saw once. <laughs> yeah, I had um, to remind Carl about that because he, he did not remember. In fact, he was trying to remember, so was Franklin and Garibaldi were there the only original ones? So I'm like, okay, well, technically, Garibaldi is the only original one because Franklin was not in the pilot yeah. or was not original in the station. And um, yeah, when they talked about Kyle, they made it. Yeah, they were like talking him up a lot, like how important he was. <laughs> like we've only seen him like one time. How well known his work was, whatever. So Garibaldi's passed out because alcohol and <laughs> Tafik gets yep. shot. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just really isn't this Tafik guy supposed to be like a pro and gets taken yeah. out? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's like a bodyguard. Is that what he was? Yeah, yeah but it sounded it's... like he kind of had not a rough life there. He was getting, he was a highly paid bodyguard. Yeah, and he knew Garibaldi way before Garibaldi got addicted to alcohol, I think. Yeah, yeah, that before he was, you know, uh, an alcoholic, or before he was an acknowledged alcoholic, right? Yeah, so, well, the, yeah. The, they go, you know, they met on Europa, which was where... Garibaldi was stationed before we went to Mars. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so he did not know that that was not a good plan. But at the same time, Garibaldi knew he, that he would probably bring a bottle, which sure. is why he didn't want uh, Franklin Franklin coming, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looked at the bottle. Like, he looked at it, and you could tell he was thinking about it. Like, yeah, no, I shouldn't do this. And he almost said, like, he... He, I, I can't remember what it was, he, he, but you could tell he almost said something like, you know, he wasn't, he couldn't drink, and then he just said, screw it, and drank anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can imagine yeah. Franklin being there saying, uh, you know, with Franklin there, Garibaldi would have more confidence to say no, but at the same time, Franklin would also just, yeah, let me take this. Um, you can... You know, either take it, you know, force it back on Earth League, or just say, let me take this rule. We'll drink it later to kind of save Garibaldi a bit of faith. Right, right. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, as soon as that happened, you were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you hadn't watched it before, I mean, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Elizabeth and Heidi figured that out, too. So Garibaldi goes on the balcony and sees this signal, which is supposed to be from that pilot, but outside it gets jumped by a drowsy and ends up in the drowsy yeah. over the edge in their Did fight. you notice um, that the drowsy had purple yeah. and green striping on his um, armor, I suppose? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what is that supposed to mean? I was wondering, like, do they all wear purple? They don't all wear... Does one, one like, more prominent than the other one? Uh, well, no, I think it's the whole idea of he's a government agent. Once one of the parties get elected, the government is purple and green. It's only okay. when the election happens that they split. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. That's it. Uh, I mean, it's it's only headcanon, but it kind of 
it's, I think that kind of covers the reason why he's wearing both purple and green. Government agent. Yeah, okay, that, 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 that works. That, that headcanon works. Yeah, Carl liked, that was one thing I think Carl liked about this, um, episode, or he liked the fact that it was Drazi, that that was the world that they went to and learned more about. It is much better than, like, there have been a couple episodes this season where there was this big story about this random race we've never heard of before, and so it's just not really that meaningful. But the Drazi is probably the other race we've gotten the most backstory. Yeah, so we've made had... It, it made it better. We've had backstory from the Drazi from almost the beginning, you know. Yeah, and they're always and somewhat sleazy. I mean, they're always a little bit gray, you know, so it was completely believable that they would be behaving in this manner. It wasn't at all a stretch. Yeah, they're, the, they're always the ones that, you know, stir up trouble within the former league, you know. Right, right. So Garibaldi finds Tafik dying and... Tafik tells him to get to the pilot before they do. And the guy that Garibaldi threw over the edge is actually still alive. He clamps back up. <laughs> yeah, I was curious, like, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, like, was yeah, he we, holding on? Uh, I, I can just imagine now, you know, an action movie shot from his point of view because that, that's a typical action movie hero maneuver. You yeah, know, the yeah. villain throws him over the edge, but you just hold on. You barely <laughs> seem to. No. There's probably a Drazi movie. Yeah, There's probably a Drazi movie made about that guy's life later on. So, <laughs> oh yeah, took on Earth. Yeah, took on the and I guess they're they're stronger than humans. I guess they're they're supposed to be. I don't know. And the next part of my notes don't make any sense, so I want to skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> so Garibaldi. I'm not sure what happened after that, anyway? Oh, oh, well, the, well, the, the was that the fight in the alley? Yeah, oh, the guys yeah, in the, the cloaks. Fight in the alley. And okay. The, yeah. the well, dead this was, guy. Yeah, like I kind of wanted to rewind it and rewatch it, but but we didn't get to doing that. But like Carl was like, this made no sense at all because Garibaldi just like leaped at. The um uh whatever the whoever it was that was uh, attacking um the pilot rather than just shooting them from a distance and you know ranging shooting them from a distance would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> but some place video he's games still a lot. That's why he could probably so he's still drunk at the moment. So okay. he's not at his best. So he's okay. That's a good point. And I was like, well, and I was thinking maybe it was because the guy was like bent over the the pilot or something. But yeah, yeah. Actually, your explanation makes a lot more sense that he was still drunk. He's... He wasn't sober, <laughs> and so he wasn't using yeah good uh, judgment because yeah he basically completely screws the whole thing up. Well, he starts out by doing it as an action hero maneuver again of jumping out with his um right. It's that's the sort of thing you do when you drink because you think it looks cool. He thought right. he was John okay. McClane. He was like, yippee ki yep. <laughs> Okay, yep, yep, I'll, I'll take that, yeah. Because Carl was like, no, he did completely the wrong thing. Totally. Oh, yeah. Though he did spot kind of right away that the people in the cloaks wouldn't be drowsy because he was like, yeah, because they don't wear those kind of cloaks. Or it just didn't, or there was something about it that clued him into that that it wasn't Drazi. Yeah. So I'll be uh, and Heidi spotted the same thing. I even caught a glimpse of uh, Laura's face that was clearly not a Drazi face. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I think, you know, we discussed last week that we kind of had the reveal of who was behind it last week anyway, in the very last shot. And he picks up something, and I was wondering if I had, like, missed something that I was supposed to um, notice, but then once they explain it later, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I and don't that, think you did that. And that Drowsy is still chasing him, the one that fell off the roof. <laughs> 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 um, and the Lynn back on Babylon 5 gets an emergency call from Garibaldi. He needs out, so they're going to send a White Star to pick him up. I was hoping we'd see the White Star go pick him up, but... Uh, oh yeah, Carl was Carl did uh, too. He always likes seeing the white stars. Again, because Garibaldi isn't at his best, he doesn't give a full and proper report of saying, "Oh, if if I don't get out, I did find this," and then show the land the pin so that if he doesn't get out, at least they've got the information. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He pretty much bungled his spy mission. Yeah, yeah, which is not typical. So, oh, I know why mm. he didn't. Uh, make it the only kind of bungled everything because he didn't have his coat and hat. <laughs> That's it, Yeah, he didn't have his spy hat. Yep. Yeah, he must have been drunk and left it <laughs> on the station. Yeah, he left all his spy toy back at the station. He needs yeah. his own cue to make sure he has all his toy. <laughs> Not cue. It's, yeah, it's cue, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Change uh, from cue, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, Talon wants to talk to... Talon wants Jakar to speak to the people outside his quarters, and this is where I did zone out. <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember what all Talon said well, to Well, it's basically Talon basically reiterating what he told him in Season 3, saying, Yeah, um, I've got responsibility because I'm a warrior. You've got responsibility because you're a leader, so step up to the plate and lead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, which was a good point. Um, uh, although Jakar's got a couple of um, legitimate worries as well, kind of that. Uh, if this gets too big, you know, the message will get lost and it'll just become an icon and people will just put whatever they want onto him. Which, oh. yeah, that happens with the religion. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they make a... I don't think that's in this scene, but when we get to the scene where they are reading from the book, I yeah, think JMS makes some very good there. commentary on that. Yeah, on that exact, that exact thing. Yeah, leadership is no fun. <laughs> Unless you're like a dictator, then maybe it can be a little fun. But <laughs> <laughs> I just took over leadership of a uh, gaming group in town. That's like 800 people in it. Oh before, God, that's a lot. Before I, you know, my friend and I are both going to be running it, but oh. even before we had both taken over, we already had our first conflict to deal with. Like, oh God, why did I agree to do this? <laughs> so oh, yeah, people, especially stuff that's volunteer stuff. It's yeah. just thankless. Can't you just get along? Um, so yeah, so Garibaldi's... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Garibaldi's back on Babylon 5, doesn't know the people who the people in the cloaks are and he gets a little flack for not you know hearing his friend die but he says he was conked out mm. and they realized that they have a leak because the cloaked people um knew exactly what was going on so then londo comes and it's like we have a leak and immediately londo walks in the door so like, i wonder who this leak could <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> yeah. um Even so is, I, I assume that it you know that that it, Londo was the leak, but that obviously it was unknowing. I mean, yeah. obviously Londo didn't intend to, but that was 
how it was found out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're they this up. Later, yeah. But, um, yeah. Still, it's kind of... I think, actually, they follow that up right, right in the next scene, so it's, we might as well talk about it, because yeah. uh, it's essentially they, as friends, they're doing the right thing of not telling him to protect him, and uh, also, at the same time, they think it's the right political manoeuvre, but it's not really. If you bring Londo into the loop, it politically, he would be able to help you out a lot because he'd be able to give, send false leads to the um, groups, and it, you'd actually be able to funnel different information to different groups in Centauri and Crown, figure out which one's the one that's doing the, um, the raiding. Um, kind of, uh, to cards right, um, Lander would want to go off on his own and figure out what was going on. But, yeah. you know, you're a political body and your friends, and there's enough of you to say, no, you're not doing this. We right. got, right. you know. Yeah, and Jakar well, is there also keeping an eye on him. Oh, so. yeah, I, I think yeah. really... Keeping him out of the loop, definitely bad. A, I don't think it's the right idea. If they have brought him in, there's more they could have done. I mean, it's just... I think this is going to be a problem. And it's just... Ah. Yeah. It's not yeah, going to work out well. it's a little cliche. Yeah, as well. But, yeah, I mean, I can understand their caution. Because... Londo's actually got more information, guys. <laughs> Londo actually could actually start to piece this together quicker than you yeah, could. Right, right. But they don't yeah, trust him. Yeah, because he understands <laughs> politics a lot more than they do. Yeah. That's one thing uh, about Lost, you know, in other shows too, but just so many secrets. I always like it on TV shows when they, you know, tell somebody right away something they know. Thanks. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Not Last year that. on the Arrow, that was there was just a huge thing there. Well, you've got no reason to be keeping this a secret. Why are you keeping it a secret? Yeah. yeah. Other than you know, conve- plot convenience. Yeah. Which it seemed a little like plot convenience, but but you know, but things may change. So, but at least we're right right now. Um, yeah. I, I mean, at least Lando kind of shocked them when he came in and said that. So they didn't yeah. have time to prepare ahead of time. So if they'd had time, I, I, I can see that maybe they just right, didn't, didn't want to respond because they were just pretty shocked. So oh, after yeah. they had more time to think about it, they will. It, uh, it, the, there is that. It, yeah, so uh, I think I was not real surprised that that was the way they reacted. So I'll be with Heidi and Liz and think about if that seems surprising. Yeah, I was going to say as well, um, end of last week's episode, we brought up in the discussion, I pointed out, look, those are, you know, because I think some people didn't see it, we saw at the end of last week's episode that uh, it was Centauri ships attacking the um, uh, the shipping lanes, so as an audience we had already figured this out. Right, yeah, I think Carl did pick up on that, I think, because, well, he, he notices the ships. Um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I, th- I think so, yeah. I'll mention that, though. Yeah, so some of the audience may have picked up on it, some of the audience may not have depending on how, how cute they are into the different spaceships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there is that. So next we have Franklin's log. Um, <laughs> he's confirmed the info he received the other day from Earth. He's come to a decision, and he's going to miss Babylon 5. 
Now, without getting into too many spoilers, I thought this was um, something that's going to play a part later into the season. And I was like, I don't remember it coming up this early, but this wasn't. It was the fact that he's... He, he does say it, it's not going to happen yet, but he's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Carl's, Carl's prediction or thought on it was, okay, yeah, he's going to leave, but it's going to happen a little bit later. So he's going to be there through the end of the season, and then you're going to see him... That's part of how the season's going to end, is that he's going to go off to Earth. So that, that at least is Carl's prediction. We already know that um, Sheridan and Delenn are heading off to Membar as well. Right. Yeah. And really, yes, you, you went to tell your friend of your decision, but the second point of call after you tell your friend is to go to Lockley to tell her, you know, you're resigning your position. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, actually, it seems like he should have gone to Lockley first and then to Sheridan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say he could, you know, a way he should have told them both together. Mm. But but, it's, but she wasn't it, on the episode, so... No, she wasn't there, and part of it is also, I think, it's frankly going to a friend, not frankly right. going to the president. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Oh, uh, yeah, so Jakar is talking to his people about not being afraid of people who are different. They also kind of zoned out in this part. <laughs> Although I think it's the first time we see a Narn with a moustache. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, is that a goatee or a moustache? Because like, I, I we were talking that. about, um, <laughs> we were talking about that in the Natath episode. Have we ever seen a Centauri with a goatee before? And I was thinking maybe the Narn are the only ones who've never seen with facial hair, but now we have seen one. <laughs> it, it was one of those pencil thin moustaches as well. It just looks so weird. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to notice that. Okay, so now I want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah. You can put that in the screen cap, well, if you find it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe he's a quarter human or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jakar did try to mate with Lita, so maybe there has been some interspecies. <laughs> <laughs> screen is moving. Um, oh, yeah, so this is where he, where he's, uh, Franklin tells Sheridan that he's leaving. He's going to take over for Dr. Kyle. Sheridan's um, not too happy about it, but he knows it's good for Franklin. And then Franklin says he's going to go and tell Garibaldi. Cut to Garibaldi with two bottles beside his bed. Yeah. <laughs> Garibaldi doesn't answer the door, and Franklin barges in. Yeah. Some whiskey. Yeah, it was some kind of whiskey he was drinking, wasn't it? Yeah, that's I think what I read in the notes. That there was a, some brand. Uh, oh, yeah, Afterburner brand whiskey. Oh, oh that sounds like cheap whiskey. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> sounds like it really burns. It's yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest whiskey drinker in the world, but browser error occurred. Um, stop talking. Oh, that's Claire. Um, <laughs> <coughs> sorry, Claire. Um, so do we have, oh yeah, Bill Blair was an alien. I know there are some notes, but I didn't write them down from the lurker's guy. Um, let's yeah. see, I've got the Lurker's Guide up, is there... Yeah, the Afterburner Whiskey was one. Uh, Drazi are vulnerable to motion sickness, and uh, we talked about the Drazi cities ha having the narrow streets. Um, okay, um, he here's the thing, though. If Drazi are vulnerable to motion sickness, it would make more sense if they built their ships without windows, because then... You know, you've not got the visual stimulus to make the motion sickness worse. Um, yeah, I don't know if you, but if you get motion sick, not seeing, being able to see out actually is worse 
than being able just, to like see the sure. horizon. Right. Uh, yeah. See the horizon um, stabilizes you. Right, right. Of course, you don't have horizon in space. I'm thinking I would not do really well in sea. I, I get very seasick. Uh, but so. you, you might be alright if it's a t- kind of suborbital, so that because then That's you'd true. see the curve of the Earth. So, everyone send in their thoughts on motion uh, <laughs> sickness in space. <laughs> <clears throat> do they have any quotes? Uh, um, kind of. I'm going to completely mess this up, I'm sure, but it's Jakarta, put your face in the book. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That few other great. things. If the book is holy and I am holy, put your face in the book. Few other things. Smack. Yeah. You just hear the sound effect. Yeah, that was... Oh, well, one more thing. That was the scene where... I did have a note on that. We didn't talk about that scene a whole lot. But I thought... I liked the kind of the commentary on religious texts because they're talking about... um Oh, something about the Centauri and the Acolyte or whatever the, the is saying. But, you know, you said in the book that the Centauri are untrustworthy, they're awful, they're terrible. And Jakar's like, well, what part of the book was that in? And he's like, in the beginning part. And he's like, okay, but, but I evolved my thinking. That's like the whole point of the book is that my, my views evolved through, you know, coming to know them and you know through these processes and that's what you're supposed to get out of the book and the guy's like no no if you wrote it then that means it's true it has nothing to do with and he obviously just didn't get the point of the book at all that he just um and that was Uh, like what you were saying ian earlier that you know things that he said are going to be misconstrued yeah but also actually that actually kind of also hints to what a lot of earlier early writers of biographies and histories were doing. They were writing not to convey the facts, but to convey a truth. A, a truth they thought was worthy of expressing. And the facts came second. Right, right. Yeah. And then and then to give Jakar credit, Jakar did change. And I that seems to be the point of the book, not that we've gotten to read it, but that uh that he he changed his views and, and realized that they actually need to not just take everyone else but need to learn to work together with them and that's like the way that, you know, they'll become what, you know, more you know, not so downtrodden and all of that. Um but hmm. but the the acolytes or whatever are totally not getting it. So, um, so really, I think yeah, I think one of the reasons why he was so mad that this happened is because he knew that right. Oh, once I've finished writing this, I can edit it to right. actually making a better book. Exactly, and he didn't have the chance to do that, and that, that was probably one of the reasons, yes, why he was not happy that the book got stolen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Ian. Did you have another quote? No, I didn't. Do you have any? Um, yeah, um, let's see, I had, oh, well, one of the Londo ones, um, I think it was in response to asking if Londo had read the book or something, and he says, as Mr. Garibaldi says, I think I'll, w- we'll wait for the movie. Hello. Uh-huh. I like that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Will, are you still there? Yeah, uh, yes. Well, okay. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Okay, Yeah, we sorry. can hear you. <laughs> I couldn't hear you for a while. Oh, dear. Oh. If you, oh. you Oh, no, if you can hear us, how long could you hear us? Because that might mean your recording didn't hear us. Uh, something. I think what happened is I pushed a button not knowing what it was. And, oh. <laughs> and Siri started asking me, for like, what do you want? 
So <laughs> that I was about to ask oh, her Siri. a question. Series are um, shadows, are they? Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It was only for like a second before I said a second or two before I said hello. A few seconds. Um, there's the quote, uh, Londo's quote, um, about Jakar. Uh, I can read that one. That one's actually a wiki quote. Okay. Uh, well, there you have the key to your popularity. Your absence. Go away for a month and they bow. Go away for six months and they'll tear the place apart when you come back. Perhaps you should go away and never come back again. Then your popularity will be so overwhelming it would blacken the stars. And then it kind of goes on. I, I won't read. Oh, uh, well, I can't remember the uh, Jakar quote, but that really does call back to something Jakar said about Londo a little while ago. Okay, I don't remember that. I, I, I vaguely remember it, but I don't remember what he said exactly, but yeah. There's something in the, uh, about Londo being in the Book of Jakar, like he's called the Prideful Wind Catcher. Oh, like yeah. That. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, what was great though is the um the nuns behind him just nodding and yes yes oh this is true this is wisdom we're gathering here yes they completely missing the undertone of the conversation. Um, so who is our human of the week? I had not decided yet. I had a blank next to that because Garibaldi was, uh, you know, he just was so ineffective. I hate to give it to him. But mm, who else? There was Zach. There was Franklin. Sheridan. Franklin was actually okay. I thought <laughs> he didn't do anything too bad. He didn't really do anything. <laughs> Sheridan, yeah, Sheridan didn't really do much either. Other than, well, he got his paperwork done. <laughs> so I would say Franklin or um, I don't know, Fatigue. What was his name? He got shot to feet. He got shot. Yeah. Though. Yeah, he also got drunk and he yeah. Shouldn't have died that easily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Franklin. Ian, what's your vote? Garibaldi dropped the mm, ball. I'm not sure. Mm, I'm really not sure on this one because, as you say, Garibaldi, uh, really drunkable, really awful in this. Um, Franklin doesn't do much and yeah, um, I, um, um, Frank, although Franklin doesn't do much, he makes the life decision and he kind of is important. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with giving it to Franklin. He probably won't get it again, so, or he might not, who knows. Alright, Franklin. What about Unless Heidi and Elizabeth extremely disagree. Uh, so who's our alien of the week? Hmm. Um, I put down Talon, just be, not that he really did much, I was just kind of glad to see him back. I like his sword. Um, but I could equally go for, I can always go for Londo or Jakar, pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm fine with Tillon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do ratings. Want to start us out, Lori? Sure. Yeah, I've got my list. Um, I wouldn't miss <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this one, um, it was just, it wasn't a great episode, but gosh, we're so glad to get beyond the telepath storyline that anything was an improvement over that. Um, so I think I ended up giving it, though, a six and a half out of ten um, sad Bugs Bunny figurines. I don't know if you all saw it, but there was this little sad Bugs Bunny 
like figurine in Garibaldi's quarters that they yeah, like next showed. to the afterburner, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and that just struck me. So, um, okay, Carl's ratings. Uh, so he gave this a one for kind of the same reasons. Uh, like it was above average for this season. Though compared to the other seasons, still kind of below average. Um, and now he's up to a five overall for the season. Oh. <laughs> we, pretty, we were pretty down in the negatives for several I think it was, Yeah, I think it was on four for a few weeks, but it was negative for a while before that. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, but just a couple of good episodes sort of brought it up. Um, so the ship of the episode was the, he called it the Space 737. He thought it looked just like an airplane. Um, the one, it was, I, can't, I don't know, it was like the Yeah, spaceship, the, the one I, uh, just yeah. called the bottlenose dolphin plane. Right. <laughs> um, the set was the balcony house, because that looked like it'd be fun to hang out in. Uh, the species, uh, Drazi, in particular, the, uh, the guy reading the newspaper. Uh, human was Jimmy the power guy. Who's the guy that, if you were watching it with subtitles, that the the pilot or whatever uh, was talking to to tell him to give him more power? Oh, yeah. But, uh, death was to Feek, because, yeah, you should never get drunk if you're not a main character. <laughs> um, plot, Garibaldi is a drunk again. Uh, the wooing relationship is Garibaldi, Garibaldi and his bottle of whiskey. Kind <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic moment was uh, goodbye Franklin, and you've not is not been as bad as of late. And comedic moment was the put your face in the book moment. <laughs> uh, actor, uh, give it to Jerry Doyle, Sir Baldy. Uh, what would Sinclair do? He would have organized his paperwork better. <laughs> and Carl's callback was uh, Sword Dude is back. Yeah. Thank you. How about you, Ian? Yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting episode. Uh, um, moves forward the new story arc, and uh, now we're finished with the telepath one. I think, you know, we're into the second half of season five. I'm glad to see the back of the first half, so that's a good thing. And maybe for that alone, it deserves eight out of ten bottles of blue stuff. Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, glad that we're done with the first half of the season. And this is, you know, setting up the second half of the season. Um, yeah, I don't know what was my favorite part. I think maybe I like the, um, different plot threads, the uh, Garibaldi, Raider stuff, and the uh, Chakar stuff, maybe equally. I'll give it seven and a half out of ten. Put your face in the books. <laughs> so it was the total so far seven point three 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 three. That's probably higher <laughs> than some of the other weeks have been. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Did last week get bonus points for Byron dying? I think some Actually, people like bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think I think we both did. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the fact that Byron was in it may have brought it down a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have one piece of feedback. A oh, so what are we taking the feedback land this week? <laughs> We're taking a bottle of afterburner <laughs> to feedback oh, land. Oh no, no! Let's <laughs> take a bottlenose dolphin plane. Yeah, yeah bottlenose dolphin seven. plane <laughs> <laughs> to feedback land. We have a comment from Board ninety nine. Board says 
Some quick thoughts on the ragged edge in the hopes of getting them in before you record. Very quick thoughts. Before about five minutes ago when I looked the ragged edge up in the spoiler matting dongtastic lurkers guide, I couldn't actually remember what happens in the ragged edge. I could either before I watched it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, which isn't all that surprising because not much happens. The main development is an advance in the mysterious raids plot. The plot suffers from the same problem as the telepath plot, which it now replaces as the main focus of the show. It's not bad in conception, but it moves too damn slowly. And here's it intertwined with the show's third visit to Addiction Land, and the second focusing on Garibaldi. That's a realistic depiction of addiction, to be fair, but it's not particularly enjoyable to watch. At the end of the day, it's a shame that we never saw Season 5 as originally envisaged, envisaged, in which all of this would have happened much more quickly. Thank you, board. Great comments. Yeah, this um, raised plot's been like slowly, you know, getting a little bit each episode, slowly moving along. But yeah, it's not as bad. As, it's not as horrible as a telepath plot. But yeah, they still oh, all the times yeah. where Delin is like, we need more time. <laughs> yeah, you got twenty-two episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we definitely enjoyed. I can't remember which episode it was now, but the uh, when we did get to go back to Centauri Prime and that half of that episode on Centauri Prime, that's probably been like uh, like Carl's favorite part. Like so far this season. Yeah. Um, that 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 was a good half half of that episode. So no newbies, so no predictions um, this week. Well, unless Carl had some predictions. Um, not, he doesn't really like doing predictions, um, not serious ones. Yeah, I mean, his thing is, is about Franklin was he thinks that Franklin will, like, still close out the season on Babylon 5. He, uh, and, oh, and he, he keyed into the fact that, like, the people in the cloaks were not the Drazi, and so his assumption is that they are the same character, whatever it was that we saw on Centauri Prime that saved um, Londo, the weird character that uh, prevented Londo from getting whatever. Um, so he's pretty much assuming that they're the same characters and that uh, and that the Drazi are just being used. Um, and that it was all just a, as he called it, a shell game, just uh, to confuse um the alliance, or so that—that's definitely where the plots go. Cool. So next episode is the core is mother, the core is father. I wonder if there will be any psychor in the episode. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can we predict? Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Like Carl would, I think, definitely will predict. Uh, I'd say he'll, he'll probably predict Bester coming back. But Carl actually likes Bester. He likes the actor, and he thinks yeah, he does a real good job. Uh, who is it? Elizabeth hates Bester, right? Yeah. Carl actually likes a good actor and portrays him yeah. well. I think I said it in one of the lost episodes that I I like Bester, but it was just the last episode we saw him in. I thought he was annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, well, the last episode, if I don't know if you well if you got our feedback, but um, yeah, Carl um was really had sympathy for more sympathy for Bester than he did for the rest of them because that they were really just acting like terrorists. Yeah. They really did not deserve any sympathy at all. Oh, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, Macintosh. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, Lori, for joining us and stepping in at the last minute. Oh, you're very welcome. So we'll be back. Both of us will be back at the end of the season so- somewhere. Uh, one of the episodes towards the end, I think, is what I actually signed up for. Yeah, yeah. 
So cool. I always like hearing from you and Carl every week. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we, we enjoy it. It's, it's something fun to, to watch and kind of do together. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with the core is mother, the core is father. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye and be seeing you. Bye. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 